Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I don't care what happened to you this week. Whatever happened, thank God it didn't kill you. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. We want to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise worship service today. This is truly going to be a blessing. I just want to tell you up front that we have a secretary of the conference, Pastor Christian Josias. He's ready to go today. So we just want to welcome you once again. We missed you last week. We had our virtual camp meeting. That was truly a blessing, but it's glad we're just happy to be back home with you worshiping God in spirit and in truth. So those that are worshiping with, with us today, we want to give a special welcome out to you around the world. We just want you to give us a shout out. Just say happy Sabbath. Praise the Lord. Let us know uh, where, you're, where you're tuning in from. Just let us know that, that this is going to be a blessing to you. And so we know we live in some serious times. As you listen to the news, there's something happening every single day. And we cannot make it through this time without prayer. If there was ever a time we needed the Lord before, we sure need him now. But God said he would be a very present help in the time of trouble. He will never be absent. So right now, Brother O'Meal is going to take us to the throne of grace. Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, everyone. It is just a privilege to be on this virtual platform this morning. You know, um, I, I, I know everyone can agree with me that, you know, we are living in dangerous times. You know, um, it was just about two weeks ago that I, I took up my phone and I was calling a friend. And what I realized was that the phones were down. I couldn't make no call to nobody. Nobody could make no calls. But I'm so glad that heaven telephone number is never busy. It is never down. And so the Bible reminds us in Isaiah 65 verse 24 that, you know, while we speak, God hears and, and he answers our prayers. And so this morning, I just want to just pray with us this morning, wherever you are, uh, just, you know, find yourself in an uh, attitude of prayer and let us just seek God in prayer this morning. A mighty God is our fortress, a bulwark who never fails. God of heaven, we come before you this morning just to lift up your name, just to say thank you, O oh God, for what you have done for us during the course of this week. And now, O oh God, you have blessed us. You have set aside this time to just commune with us. And so, God, we just want to thank you for this time. God, I just want to present to you this morning those who are in a state of depression, a state of being stressed. Oh God, you know whatever the situation is. Probably it is a loss of a job or it is a loss of a loved one. But we thank God that in spite of what we are going through, that God never leaves us. And we thank you, God, for just being in the midst with us. Today, oh God, I want to thank you for this platform where we can just Present your words, O oh God, to your people. Lord, I want to pray even that you'll give us open hearts, O oh God, to receive your words. God, sometimes our hearts are hard as a rock, but we thank you, O oh God, that we are just a potter. Oh, we are the clay, O oh God, and you are the potter who mold us and make us and fashions us. Oh God, I pray this morning 
that you will give somebody victory, oh God, somebody who is struggling this morning, oh, I don't know the situation that you're struggling, but I pray, God, that somebody would experience victory today. Somebody, oh God, will receive a word of hope in their hopelessness, oh God. Somebody will, will receive a word, oh God, in their situation to bring them alive. God, we know that there's power in your name. And, oh God, I ask for forgiveness of sin, oh God. We know that whatever is going on today in this world, it is as a result of sin, oh God. And so, Lord, I pray that the word that we receive today will convict us, oh God. Lord, I pray, oh God, like Paul, like Paul on his way to Damascus, somebody will meet Jesus. Lord, today I want to present even your manservant to you, Pastor Josiah by name. God, you have ordained him, O oh God, to be a minister, to lead and guide your people. God, I pray this morning that you'll unctionize him, God. I pray that you'll put a live coal of fire on his tongue, O oh God. I pray that the word that he speak today, it may not fall on deaf ground, but it will fall on our hearts, O oh God, and it will change us, O oh God. Lord, I pray that you'll just bless him at this moment. I pray that you'll just keep him under your bloodstained banner. And God, be with the top family today. Be with us during this time that we're living in. In Jesus' name I pray and I say thanks. Amen and amen. Good morning, church family. Elder Carol here with the Stewardship Nugget. I uh, want to talk to you about our stewardship of time, talent, temple, and treasure. Today, just want to let you know we have an obligation to take care of our temple, our bodies. And you're wondering how can we do that with this pandemic going on that we've been under for so long, way too long. One of the things we can do, of course, is to make sure that we use disinfectant sprays and disinfectant wipes. Make sure that you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with plenty of soap. Those things will help keep the coronavirus away from you, hopefully. Another thing that we wanna do you know, they found out there is a plant that prevents coronavirus. That is, plant yourself at home and stay there. It's too many people out running around, up running to the store to get a Twinkie and a bottle of soda. It's unnecessary. Stay home unless you have to be out. Uh, another thing we want to do is maintain social distance. The entire state of Missouri was so embarrassed by the people at the Lake of the Ozarks. All these people congregating, hugging each other, all up on each other. And next day, you know, we had a big spike in the virus in Missouri. Maintain your social distance. I know you want to visit your friends and relatives, but still be careful. Stay six feet away. Uh, ran into a brother at, at the store and he come over trying to hug me. And I looked at him like he was crazy, Paul. <laughs> I say, hey, brother, I love you, but I ain't going to hug you. So we can still maintain our social distance. Another thing we want to do also, I don't want you making me sick, so put on your mask. Wear your mask. That's going to help prevent viruses from spreading. Just simple things we can do. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to be in the hospital. Nobody wants to suffer illness. Of course, we know that God is mighty above all things, and he's the great physician and the great healer, but thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God either. Don't be foolish. He's given us brains to use. He's given us common sense. He's given us this good medical information and we want to use it so that we can prevent even coming in contact with that virus. So be careful out there. We love each other. We love our families. We want to be with them. But right now we want to be safe above all things. So remember, 
God expects us to take good care of our bodies. That's part of our stewardship responsibility. Also, we want to remember our tithe and offering is also part of our responsibility. Just because we can't meet physically, we still want to take care and support God's work through honest tithe and offering. You can give your tithe online using the cash app at dollar sign T-O-P giving. You can also go to adventistgiving.org and use the search uh, panel. Look up Tabernacle of Praise Spanish Lake, Missouri. And you can also mail your tithe and offering in. We appreciate everyone's faithfulness during this time. And God uh, really appreciates our faithfulness as faithful stewards. Thank you so much. Have a blessed Sabbath day. Amen. Praise the Lord, Elder Carol, for those beautiful, inspiring words. Stand safe. We all want to be safe. Let's get through this thing together. And so we are blessed again, once again, to have our secretary, Pastor Christian Josiah, a man who loves God, a man who is full of energy. He is ready to go. Put your seatbelts on and just get ready to just bask in this spiritual feast that we're about to have right now. But before Pastor comes, we're going to be favored with a beautiful uh, number by Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson. After she would have sung, the next voice will be you will hear will be of Pastor Christian Josiah. Hear ye him. Never do. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. We thank Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson for that wonderful message in song. Falling in love with Jesus was the best thing. Hey, <laughs> was the best thing that we have ever done. The best thing that we could ever do. Somebody ought to say amen and praise the Lord out there. Well, look, I'm so glad that I can be with my Tabernacle of Praise family. Uh, Y'all keep having me back, so I must be doing something right. Come on, say amen. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad to be with you again, uh, even now, and glad that I could share a word with you. I want to thank Elder Elder Harris, as always, for the invitation uh, to come through uh, uh, and praying that all of the uh, all of our, our Tabernacle of Praise family there in St. Louis that you are doing well, that you are following Elder Carroll's advice, and you're being safe. 
uh, and, and, and God is keeping you in his care. I also want to thank you all for being with us last week at the Central States Conference virtual camp meeting. I just want to thank you all for coming through. I know that you were blessed. We went all week long. Uh, I want to thank those of you who even gave. Uh, we picked up an, uh, a camp meeting offering, and, and we did really well. I'm not sure if we got to our goal, but but uh, we had some significant contributions so that we can continue to do ministry. Uh, and so we want to say thank you, top family. Uh, thank you all for being a part of, of what I call the greatest conference in the whole wild world, the Central States Conference. And, and again, I bring you greetings on behalf of, of your president, our president, uh, Elder Roger Bernard, and our vice president for finance, Elder Tanya Anderson. Uh, and again, it's good to be here. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, that he will be uh, and he is in the midst. And even if it's uh, via virtual, uh, God is not uh, contained by like man, by walls and things and, and internet. He can be everywhere at the same time. And so, man, it's good to be with you all this morning. Uh, without any further ado, y'all, we're going to jump right into the word. And so if you got your Bibles, you know, I always have my my, my hard my hard copy right here with me. Uh, if you've got your Bibles or if you're watching uh, online and you need to use something other than the Bible and you got the smartphone, you can go ahead and use your smartphone or your tablet. Uh, and we're going to come this morning out of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to look at verses 31 through 46, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. I got four pages, uh, and you know what that means. That means we got a lot of meat that we're going to have to eat and digest today, but that's all right, because you are doing it from, you're watching from your homes, and some of you guys are on some nice, comfortable couches. Uh, God forbid some of y'all might be in your bed. That's all right. Say amen anyhow, uh, because you don't have to go anywhere. And we're going to spend some time in the word of God today. So Matthew chapter 25, you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. Uh, normally, I'd love to read responsively, but since it's just me, uh, I'll just go ahead and read. I'm reading from the New King James Version, the New King James Version. Here's what the Bible says. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Verse 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, 
Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This morning for these few minutes, we want to look at the subject. God's justice system is always right. God's justice system is always right. Pray with me. Father God, this is your word. Lord, we pray that you will give it power and you will give it life. Lord, I pray that at the end of this time together, we would not have just been hearers of the word, readers of the word, and listeners to your word, but Lord, help us to be doers of your word. And Lord, I pray that you would hide me behind your cross so that people will not see me or hear me, but they will hear your voice. And at the end of this thing, Lord, we pray that we will ask that question, what must we do? What must I do to be saved? In the name of Jesus, that all God's children said amen and amen again. Well, Tabernacle and Praise family, over the last few months of 2020, we have preached and read and discussed and debated and talked ad nauseum until we have been sick to our stomachs about how unfair and how unjust the American justice system has been for minorities, black and brown people since this nation has been founded. As a people, we have been failed time and time again by the criminal justice system and the judicial justice system and the the legal system and the healthcare system and the financial system and all these other systems here in these ununited states of America. One one person put it this way, a system cannot fail those it was never intended to protect. I'll say that again. A system can never fail those it was never intended to protect. Our current state of affairs really, y'all, can overwhelm us. It can cause us to be anxious and it can cause us to be distressed. We're living, as Elder Carroll shared during our time of taking care of our body temple uh, in the midst of a global pandemic, a a, a virus that's running rampant, uh, yeah, even in the state of Missouri, on top of this virus, on top of us trying to to, to see how we can stay alive, wearing masks and social distancing and making sure that we're wiping everything off with with Lysol and and Lysol wipes. In the midst of this pandemic, we also have racial and civil uh, injustice. We have racial uh, and civil unrest all over the nation. And uh, some of you are being overwhelmed and uh, and that anxiety is creeping in just a little bit. But I want to give you some words of encouragement today. Uh, I just stopped by Tabernacle of Praise today to simply let you know that according to the word 
of the living God that I study and I believe Jesus makes it clear in our passage today that God's justice system is always right. Come on, say amen. So don't be overwhelmed. Uh, don't be discouraged. Uh, don't be overly distressed because God is still on the throne. Last Sabbath, Dr. James Duggett, our good friend who preached for our camp meeting, touched on this passage and his message, but the Lord had already given me confirmation. I told him, you know, behind closed doors, I told him, listen, man, God already gave me confirmation about Matthew 25 uh, weeks ago that as earth history winds down and God begins the process of separation of those who claim to follow him from those who actually do follow him, that it might look a little different than what we might have believed for many, many years. And so y'all just got to stay right here with me today. Because of our heavy focus as a denomination on knowing the teachings of Christ, understanding the doctrines of the Bible, 28 we have being faithful commandment keepers, being faithful in returning our tithes and our offerings and our gifts. We might have missed that the gospel is not just theological, but it is also social and practical. I'm going to say that again for those that, that, just, that just woke up. Uh, listen, listen, we, we, we focused a lot on being uh, Sabbath keepers and being commandment keepers and knowing uh, every doctrine and knowing the word and not being deceived and not being, uh, you know, being shaken by every wind of doctrine. But we focus so much on knowledge and maybe we should focus more on relationship. Uh, more, we focus more on religion than we did on relationship. Uh, when you get to Matthew 25, some separation begins to take place that's not based on what you know, but about what you do with what you know. Oh man, I know I'm getting in trouble today, but I gotta preach, I gotta preach the word. So after Jesus deals with the lack of the oil cause that caused the foolish virgins to be lost, as Matthew 25 early, and then he deals with the, unpro uh, the unproductivity of the person who didn't use their one talent and was also lost through him into outer darkness, he then breaks down how he will separate, watch this now, sheep from goats. All right, so, 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 so maybe on your screen, I'm not sure if it's gonna pop up on my screen behind the scenes, but, 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 but there's a picture of, of sheep and goats. I, I, I want you to take a look at this, at this picture. This, this is a flock of sheep and goats. Uh, I, could, I, could give you, I, could, I could give you a whole host of, of pictures as I looked it up. Uh, good old, good old, good old Google.com. Come on, y'all. Google got, listen. And so, and so it, th there are many pictures of flocks of sheep and goats and only those with a keen eye, only those who are able to distinguish very, 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 particular uh, features can, can tell the difference between sheep and goats. See, in the Middle East, in the Middle East, specifically Palestine, where Jesus did most of his ministry, sheep and goats many times could look exactly alike, similar 
body size, similar facial features, nose and, and eyes and ears. And, and there are even some sheep. Some people say, well, well, the horns are different. Well, even some sheep have certain type uh, of horns. And of course, uh, most goats, uh, some goats and, and, and many goats have horns, but some, uh, especially when they're, they're coming up as babies, you can mistake a, a, a baby sheep from a, from a kid, uh, a baby goat. So in this parable, in this parable, because the sheep and the goats could be, could be easily mistaken for each other, in this parable, we get a glimpse of the divine process of separation. The divine process of separation, not man. Man is not doing any separating. Come on. Not, not, not the board, not, not the pastor, not the elders, not even the conference. But, 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 but Jesus himself gives us a glimpse of this divine separation. And so today, Tabernacle of Praise family and those who are, are visiting online, I want, I want to give us a, and share with us three biblical realities based on this passage. Now, there may be more than three, but, but unless you want to be here all day, I only got time to share three. Y'all ready to go? If you're ready to go touch your neighbor, say, I'm ready. I'm ready, neighbor. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here we go. Number one, number one, write it down if you need to. All authority, based on what we just read, all authority is in the Son of Man. Woo! <laughs> all authority is in the Son of Man. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. The Bible says, the Bible says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Let's look at verse 32. After he sits on the throne of his glory, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. All right. Number one, all authority is in the son of man. Jesus refers to himself in this passage when the son of man, capital S, capital N as the son of man, who will come in all of his glory with his holy angels and he will be sitting on a throne as we are tossed and turned and troubled by the present American justice system, Jesus says in this passage, don't worry, I got it, I got this. As a matter of fact, this isn't the first time that he refers to himself as the son of man. This is not the first time that, that, that he is a, a seen as not just the son of man, but the son of man who has all authority. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? Go with me to John chapter five. It's gonna pop up on your screen. John chapter five, verses 26 and 27. John chapter five, verse 26 and 27. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, for as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. Woo! And don't, and don't miss this. And has given him, what everybody? and has given him authority. If I was in a church house, I would say, turn to your neighbor and say authority. That's right, authority. And has given him authority to execute what? 
judgment also because he is the son of man. Man, I tell you what, this, this passage right here, uh, you should be shouting already in your house because the father, I'm going to go back to, the, go back to, go back to John 5. The Bible says that the father, God the father, has granted the son to have life in himself. So they both have eternity. They're both eternal beings. But he doesn't just grant him uh, the power to have life in himself. It says the father has given the son, uh, the son of man, authority, watch this, to execute what? Judgment. So, so, so the son is also a judge. Hold on to that little nugget because we're going to come back to that later on. You ought to praise God. Not only is Jesus your savior, but he is also your judge because he's the son of man. Now let's jump back to, to, to verse 32, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 32. Matthew 25, 32. Here's what the Bible says. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. According to verse 32, stay with me now. According to verse 32, all the nations are gathered before him. So, so this court hearing isn't a secret hearing. It's not like it's not like a grand jury. We found out last week in our in our roundtable discussion on Sabbath afternoon that 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 that, that grand juries convene in private, but preliminary hearings are public. Come on, y'all. So 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 this this particular judgment scene is not a private one. It's not something in secret. Everything is out there in the open like a preliminary hearing. Uh, it, 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 it's, not, it's not like a grand jury. It's, it's more like Judge Judy. You know what I'm talking about. Judge Judy and, and Judge Joe Brown and, and all these other judges. Uh, you can watch it on television. Come on, y'all. You, 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 you can turn on your TV uh, and everything is right there to be seen. It's, it's, it's right there for the whole world to see. Everyone will get to see who is on what side. It's not something private, it's something public. In addition, in addition, because the son of man is also the son of God and he is omniscient, which means that he is all knowing, don't miss this, he begins the separation before the explanation. I'm gonna say that again. He begins the separation before the explanation. According to Matthew chapter 25, he tells the sheep, y'all, Y'all come over here on my right hand. Come over here on my right side. And then he tells the goats, go over there on my left side. He separates the sheep on the right from the goats on the left. Then the king turns to the sheep who are on the right and welcomes them and offers them the inheritance of the kingdom. Don't miss this. He hasn't yet told them. What, 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 how, how, how did you do this? No, he, 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 he turns to them and he welcomes them. And according to verse 34, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I just got to pause right here and celebrate that, that according to the judgment, uh, even though some people read Daniel chapter 12 and verse one and Daniel 12, one talks about you know, how there's going to be a time of trouble like the world has never seen. But in that same verse, Daniel talks. I'm going to just go ahead and read it. Daniel tells us in Daniel 12, 1, at that time, Michael shall stand up. 
the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. But you can't stop right there. Yeah, we living in a time of trouble. Wars and rumors of wars. We've got a pandemic on the loose. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Doggett reminded us that all of these are things that, 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 that talk about uh, you know, being in the, the end of times, but the, but 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 it's not yet. It's not yet. Uh, and if you stop right here in verse one of Daniel chapter 12, everything seems gloomy. But if you read the rest of the verse, come on, that's why you got to read the whole verse. Amen. The Bible says, and at that time, your people shall be delivered. Somebody ought to say amen. Everyone who is found written in the book of life. Come on, y'all. So Daniel tells us, yeah, there's a time of trouble. It's going to get rough. It's going to get, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to be tribulation. It's going to be some terror. It's going to be trying time. But in the same verse, Daniel reminds us that judgment is given to the saints because the saints are delivered. Somebody ought to say, praise God. In the time of judgment, we shouldn't be fearful of the judgment because judgment is found in favor of the saints, somebody ought to high five your neighbor, a uh, high five somebody in your house, and let them know in the end we win. We win. Judgment is found in favor of those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. The king says, All your trials and your tribulations are over. You have successfully completed your journey on planet Earth. You have fought a good fight. You have finished the courts and you have kept the faith. Here's the entire kingdom that I have prepared for you. That's good news right there for somebody. When, 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 when Jesus begins the separation, that he's the same Jesus who was born as a babe. He's the same Jesus that said, hey, you know, I am the bread of life. Uh, uh, I, I, I am the light of the world. He is the same Jesus that went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. He's the same Jesus that says, I love you with an everlasting love. He's the same Jesus uh, 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 who is my savior and my redeemer. And he's also my judge. Come on, come on. If I had time, I would talk about when you know the judge, it's all over. Come on, I don't care what, I don't care what the offense is. I don't care what the, the kind of dirt they got on you. I don't care what the police got, what, what kind of wreck. If you know the judge, whoo, I wish I had time. And so, and so, and so Jesus, the son of man has all authority. He is, he is, he is everything, including judge. I'm going to come back to that a little bit later on, but, but Jesus isn't done revealing the scenes of this trial. So, so, so stay with me now. So the separation has taken place. The, the sheep are on the right and the goats are on the left. Y'all with me? The sheep are on the right. The goats are on the left. The sheep already know that they have inherited the kingdom. But 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 something is going on because because everybody looks kind of lost. Now he's got to explain how he recognized that the sheep were really sheep, and how the goats only looked like sheep. Oh man, I'm gonna say that again. Not now, now he's got to break it down. Well, well, well. How did you know that these were sheep, and how did you know that these were goats? So go with me, Matthew 25, right here in the text, verse 35, verse 35, here's what the Bible says, here's what the Bible says, for I was hungry and you gave me food, 
I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. So number one, all authority is in the son of man. Number two, actions trump theology. Woo! Don't miss this. Actions trump theology. I hate to use the word trump in a in a sermon, but but it, it was the best one. <laughs> it was the best one I could come up with. Based on this account, we must recognize not just what separated the sheep from the goats. Don't miss this. But what did not separate the sheep from the goats? I'm going to say that again. You, you, when you read this passage, when you study this passage, you don't only look at the obvious, what's written, what, what separated the sheep from the goats, but you also have to pay attention to what did not separate the sheep from the goats. The separation of the sheep and the goats was not based on theology. Oh, man. Come on now. What is theology? Theology is the study of God. Theos, God, ology, the study, the, 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 the Latin phrase. And, and, and so the, the separation is not based on knowledge of the Bible, knowledge of doctrines. The, the separation was not based on knowledge of signs and seasons. The, 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 the separation is not based on if you can cast out demons or you can preach in tongues. Uh, matter of fact, Jesus has a whole passage where he talks about who people who say that they prophesied in his name and they, they preached in his name and they did all kinds of miracles in his name. And what did he say? He said, I never knew you. You weren't doing that in my name. Now, I might have I, I, I might have gotten the glory and somebody might have even gotten saved. But 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 I'm gonna get to that in a little bit. But 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 actions, your actions weren't weren't, weren't telling. You were just putting on a show. The, the, the separation is not based on, on, on simply the understanding of all of the biblical prophecies of Daniel and Revelation, being able to accurately, accurately calculate the 2300 days from the beginning, the starting point in 457 BC, all the way down to 1844. The, the separation was not based on the 1260 days or the three and a half years or the 42 months uh, of persecution. The, the separation wasn't based on understanding that God had given the children of Israel 490 years that ended with the stoning of, of, of Stephen to be used as his people or for the super spiritual folk, the, the, the 1,335 years at the end of Daniel chapter 12. But the separation has occurred uh, by this king in this passage. Uh, the separation has occurred based on practical actions, not words or beliefs, social and relational actions of care and concern towards humanity, and in particular, the least of these. The separation takes place based on actions, not beliefs. Hmm. This parable is not teaching salvation by legalistic works. No, 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 no. Here's what the Andrew Study Bible Commentary, page 1286 says. The parable is not, is not teaching salvation by legalistic works, which Paul rejects in Romans chapter 3, verse 27. When you get some time later on 
read the entire chapter of Romans chapter three. Paul makes it clear that we are not saved by, by, by deeds of the law. He repeats it time and time again. We are only saved by grace through faith uh, in Jesus Christ. So this is not a legalistic message. It articulates, the, 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 the Andrew Study Bible Commentary says, it articulates the ethical and social works that characterize the ministry, watch this, of who? Of Jesus himself, and that later the apostle James requires of Christ's followers. So if we're going to talk about James, let's go to James, James chapter 2. Come on, you got your Bibles, you got your smartphones, you got your iPads, you got your Bible apps. Uh, James chapter 2, James chapter 2, what does James chapter 2 say? James chapter 2 and verse 14. James said, I like James, man. James, James is one of them practical, down, down home, uh, old school kind of preachers. He just tell you straight. James says, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Look at verse 19. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe, Lord have mercy. He said, even the, even the demons out there, even the devil himself, they believe and they tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Jump down to verse 26 real quick. Verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is what? Is what, everybody? Is dead. This passage doesn't mean that you can work to be saved. Because we are saved by grace through faith, already established that. And it's a gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast, as Ephesians chapter 2. But James is telling us that faith works. Mm -mm -mm. I want y'all to, to meditate on that. My faith ought to work. Faith without works, faith without the works that testify of that faith, James says, is dead. In other words, as we would say growing up, talk is cheap. Mm -hmm. Church attendance without acts of kindness is meaningless. Tithes returning without helping somebody as you pass along, then your living will be in vain. James must have paid attention to what Jesus said a couple of days before he became yet another unarmed brother arrested because James agrees with Jesus' assessment that love for your fellow man is an action word. Action trumps theology every day of the week. Every day of the week. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Amos, go with me to Amos. I told you to have your Bibles ready. Amos chapter five. Amos chapter five, verses 21 to 24. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Amos chapter 5, 21 to 24. If some of you were, were with us for our joint prayer meeting 
I, I highlighted the scripture and here it is again. Uh, God must be saying we can't miss this. Amos 5, 21 to 24, the Bible says, uh, the, the God is speaking through the prophet Amos. He says uh, to the people, I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Verse 23, away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your hearts. I was like, ouch. You know, y'all know I'm a musician. I'm a worshiper. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're not going to listen to praise and worship and, 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 and the special music and, and, and the choir? I mean, what do you mean? Verse 24, he says, instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous, here it is, righteous living. Woo! God tells the, the people, these are his people, these are Sabbath keepers, these are people who return tithes. Of course, they do because we, we see it here with their tithes and, uh, and their offerings. They, they brought sacrifices. And God says, I'm not even paying attention to that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even studying that. What, what, what I need you to pay attention to is doing right. Uh, justice, uh, a mighty flood of justice running down and an endless river of righteous living. I want to see you making a difference in the lives of people around you. Your words and your going to church actions are meaningless if you're not doing uh, what I've asked you to do, which is to be my hands and be my feet and be my mouthpiece and, 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 and help somebody as you pass along, then your living will not be in vain. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm -mm -mm. But, 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 but can I tell y'all something? There's more. There's more. Even though the son of man has all authority to do the separating, and even though the actions of the sheep trump theology in this heavenly justice system, there's one more component that is the key to the separation of the sheep from the goats. I'm going to see if you catch it. I'm going to read verse 37 to 39. It's going back to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, verse 37 to 39. Here's what the Bible says. Then the righteous will answer him saying. So, so he tells them, you know, I was sick. I was a stranger. You know, I was in trouble. I was caged up uh, like the kids at the border. Uh, I, 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 I was going through. I, I was falsely accused and arrested for things I didn't do. And uh, I went through all of those things and you looked out for me. I was hungry and you got me some food. I was a stranger uh, and you didn't keep me outside of the border. You gave me my immigration status. You allowed me to come in. In verse 37, the Bible says, then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or Lord, when did we see you? Verse 39, when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? Oh, don't miss this. They asked a lot of questions. Lord, when? We don't remember. We don't remember you coming through. You, you, you never you never came to uh, Spanish Lake. You, you, you never came to uh, Florissant or Hazelwood or or North St. Louis or or, or, or City St. Louis. You never you never came to uh, to, 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 to St. Charles. 
You know, I, I don't remember you coming out of here to St. Peter's. I, I mean, I, I, I just don't don't recall that. Don't recall that, Lord. I don't, I, point number three. Don't miss this. Point number three. Attitudes with pure motives. This is what the sheep had. They had number three. They had attitudes with pure motives. The sheep on the right. The ones that we now recognize on based on this passage as the ones who are righteous, they have received the invitation by the king. Uh, Come ye blessed of my father. The, 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 the inheritance of the kingdom is for them. They are so driven to make a difference in their society. They, they, they are so motivated by, by, by the Holy Spirit uh, to be a blessing to all those in need that watch this that they are totally unaware and oblivious that they were ministering to jesus the son of man himself don't miss this their attitudes whatever they were doing they were doing it purely from a from from a mindset of compassion for the least of these which is something that the holy spirit the bible says that every man is born with a measure of faith. You don't even have to know the Bible and you know right from wrong. You, you, th th there are people who, who, are, who have never read the Bible. There are people who live in cultures where they may have grown up Buddhist or, or Hindu or, or, or Muslim, uh, Confucianist. There, there are people who, who, who are living in, in places where, they, I'm talking about billions of people. Matter of fact, there are more Muslims on the planet than there are Christians. But there are people who are driven by a moral center, uh, and they recognize right and they recognize wrong, uh, and they realize that they have a duty as a human being. I'm not talking about as a Christian. I'm talking about as because you're a human. You were born human before you were born a Christian. Y'all get that? Y'all might get that later after dinner. But when you were born, you were you might have been born in, a, in, in with parents who were Christians or Adventists, but you weren't born Adventist. Woo! I, I, that's a whole other subject. But anyway, the, the, the God has given every man the spirit of God in their minds. Th that, that spirit guides us and leads us to have compassion uh, and to be kind and to be sensitive. Now, now you can reject that. You can reject that spirit. You can say, well, no, I want to get mine. And you can be filled uh, with, 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 with evil and, and you, you, you can become, you can quench that spirit, but everybody's born with it. And so the sheep don't miss this. They have attitudes that are pure attitudes with pure motives. They didn't even know, watch this, when they were blessing their fellow man, when they were making a difference in their society, when they were marching for the cause, when they were writing letters uh, to their to their to their council people and their uh, and the legislatures, uh, when, when when they were helping somebody down the street with a loaf of bread or or, or, or a glass of water, uh, when when they would visit people who were sick uh, because they recognized that people who are sick tend to be down emotionally and sometimes they need somebody to come through and just check on them just to pick up the phone and that they, they didn't even recognize when they were being kind to the least of these that they were doing it for jesus himself come on y'all they didn't know what was going on well pastor how you know that because it's right here in the text they asked jesus the question lord we don't remember seeing you hungry we, so, so they weren't doing it 
because they recognized, come on, they were doing it because they were convicted that it's best to do good. Love your neighbor as yourself. Come on, y'all. Woo! Jesus literally, the son of man, the king in this passage, literally has to tell them in verse 40 how, how, how they ended up on the right side. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. Look at Matthew 25, 40. The Bible says, and the king, so they ask all these questions. Lord, we didn't know that you were hungry. We didn't know that you were sick. We didn't know you were in prison. We didn't know you, you we, we don't remember, you know, taking you in when you were a stranger. You, you, you crashing at our house. We don't remember. You know, we, we don't remember fixing breakfast for you or, or we don't remember that. The king says in verse 40, the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, he said, he said, for sure, I say to you, in as much as you did it to one, come on, y'all, you don't even have to do it to a whole lot. You, you, you ain't got to feel a football field, uh, a stadium size, you know. He said, as, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Tabernacle of Praise family. Jesus says, I tell you this thing with certainty. When you did it for one somebody, y'all not hearing me. <laughs> when the Lord impressed you to make a difference in that young girl's life because she was discarded and she might have had a, a, you know, a baby out of wedlock and, 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 and the brother didn't get Discipline, but the girls, I mean, y'all, let's just talk it. Let's just keep it real. Let's just keep it real. You know, we, we, we judge her based on a mistake and, and, and others who are getting away with stuff under the table. You know, not, nothing happens to them. So, so, so somebody gets disciplined for one sin, uh, but, but they don't get disciplined for another kind of sin. And, uh, and, and we have these grades and we have these, we have these levels. Uh, and the Bible says, when you looked out for the one somebody that was downtrodden, the least of these, when you did it to that one somebody, to one of the least of these, Jesus says, you did it for me. The attitude of the righteous towards those who are in need, towards those who are caged like animals, towards those who are beaten and murdered by those who are sworn to protect and serve us, the attitude toward the oppressed and the, the downtrodden, towards the marginalized, the attitude that we have towards the hungry and the thirsty and the naked, towards the strangers, the attitude becomes the clincher for the king to separate the sheep from the goat. It's the attitude. Woo! The attitude of care and concern for those who can't fend for themselves, those who can't defend themselves, those who can't pull themselves up by their own bootstraps because they never had no boots. The attitude, the attitude of the, the gospel of the Big Mac. Y'all remember that from last week? I'm not, if you don't remember from last week, go back and watch Dr. James Doggett's sermon from last camp meeting. And he talked about how the, 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 the man who was hungry but I wanted to follow the atheist who gave him the big Mac than the, than the Christian who just wanted to pray for him. Y'all not feeling me. Y'all not feeling me. 
attitude was the clincher for the son of man. Well, how do you know that preacher? How, how, how are you certain that it was about their attitude? Because he tells the goats the same answer when they acted clueless. So not only did the righteous, they were like, man, well, well, well how? We never, we don't remember you being, you know, sacred. The goats on the left, they asked the same question. So, so everybody is, 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 is at a loss, but he gives them the same answer, but in the negative. Here's what, here's what it says. Here's what it says. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you curse. Oh, my goodness. Into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. Naked, you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison, you didn't, you didn't come check on me. You didn't visit me. Look at what the, the wicked say. Verse 46. I'm sorry, verse 44. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? They asked the same question that the sheep asked a little bit further up. And what was his response? Verse 45. Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Y'all, the goats, come on, man. The goats didn't realize that how they treated the marginalized, how they treated the poor, how they treated the underprivileged, how they treated the scorned, how they treated the stranger and the immigrants, how they treated those who were oppressed. They didn't recognize that the way they treated them is the way they would have treated Jesus. Mm -mm. Woo! Andrew Study Bible Commentary says this, the separation and judgment is based on how Christ followers treat the least and the marginal, watch this, while they wait for Jesus' return. Come on, it's all about how we wait. It's all about how we wait. Christ followers recognize the need that even though we're waiting for Jesus, we're not just sitting back twiddling our thumbs singing when we all get to heaven, what a day, you know, uh-uh. We're not just sitting back doing nothing, waiting on Jesus to come. We are actually making a difference as we wait. Now, I'm not going to pray, family. The actions and attitudes of the sheep and goats are so important and critical to the king that the eternal fate of the goats on the left and the devil and his angels are the same. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Don't miss this. You're not just getting disfellowship. You, you, you're not just getting censured or, 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 or you get to sit down from your position. Y'all, in verse 41, the Bible says, then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you curse, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angel. As a matter of fact, Jesus is telling us that the fire wasn't prepared for 
for sheep or goats. It wasn't prepared for humanity. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But unfortunately, the way you treat the least of these, the way that you treat people uh, who, who you have, so, so, so you have an option, right? You, you have the power of choice. You can either decide to lend a hand or throw a fist, right? You, 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 can, either, you can either help folk or you can, or you can not float down. When you decide to do the latter, knock them down, the Bible says, even though, whoo, come on, y'all. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Even though the fire wasn't prepared for you, because the Bible says it was prepared for the devil and his angels, it wasn't prepared for you because you have a devilish mindset, because you have been filled with, with, with and you decided to reject the appeal of the Holy Spirit because you were born with that measure of faith. Ain't no excuse. You didn't have to read it in the Bible. You didn't have to read it in the Ten Commandments. You didn't have to know all the laws of your state or the laws of your country. It was in you. God has written his law. The Bible says in the hearts of man. And Jesus said, uh, it all comes down to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. When you reject that, even though the fire wasn't made for you, you still end up in the fire. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Look at verse 46. Verse 46 says this, Matthew 25. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The same fate of the devil and his angels happens to those who reject the spirit of compassion, the spirit of being concerned for your neighbor. Well, who is your neighbor? We all are each other's neighbors. The same king who is ever loving, don't miss this, the same king who is ever loving and, 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 and merciful, his mercy endures forever and he is kind and he is compassionate. He is long-suffering. He is understanding and forgiven. Apparently also has a final judgment of separation for the sheep to remain sheep and the goats to remain goats. Everybody's got an opportunity. But at some point, the king says, hey, man, <laughs> I got to do something. Found, it's found right here in Revelation chapter 22. Last book, last chapter of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, verses 10 and 11. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I know time is I probably passed my time, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Revelation chapter 22, 10 and 11. Here's what the Bible says. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. Remember, he told Daniel, seal the book up till the time of the end. Revelation, he said, no, 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 don't, don't seal this up. Revelation means to reveal. It's an open book. The angel tells John, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy. Let him be holy still. As I go ahead and make this appeal, 
we should all be grateful today that God's justice system is always right. <laughs> God's justice system, the one who has the, the, the omniscience to separate sheep from goats, he's always right. And today you need to make sure that you are on the right side of history. Let me tell you something. As I read this thing, being right and being on the right side is a good thing. Come on, say amen. The sheep are on the right side. Jesus sits on the right hand of the father. I, I, he talks about delivering us with his strong right hand. I, boy, I tell you what, I, I, I want to be on the right side of history. You ought to be grateful today that God's justice system is always right. We ought to be thankful today that, that the Jesus we serve, who did everything possible to save us, who hung, bled, and died for our sins, we ought to thank him for not only being our shepherd, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd, for being our righteousness, Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord, my righteousness, our savior, our king, but he's also our defense attorney. Not only is he our defense attorney and our king and our shepherd and our savior and our righteousness, but the Bible also refers to him as our high priest. You ought to praise God that he is our high priest. He's our lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And not only is he our lamb slain and he's our defense attorney, but he's also our judge. Come on, judge. If you know the judge, doing good shape. Come on, somebody said amen. And because he is our judge, all authority is in his hands. God's justice system is always right. Not only is all authority in his hands, but also remember that he doesn't care about how loud you shout and how high you jump on Sabbath or on Sunday for some of my friends who might be watching. But he cares uh, uh, about how you speak and about how well you walk when you come back down. Come on, say, man, your attitude, your attitude towards the least of these on earth, according to this passage, appears to be the key to your inheritance of the eternal kingdom of God. You know, Donna Lawrence sang that one song called Get Your Inheritance. Everybody shouted, get your inheritance. Everybody want the inheritance, right? Well, 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 the key to your inheritance, based on Matthew chapter 25, is that you are kind to those who need kindness. You are compassionate to those who are in trouble. That, that you are a breath of fresh air to those that need to be encouraged. That you that you don't marginalize those who are all, you don't kick a good man, but you, you know how to get knees up off of people's necks. For those of you uh, who think it's about what you say? No, 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 no. According to the Bible, it's not about what you say. It's about how you live from day to day. Woo! As I close, somebody, somebody today, you might have thought that you were safe. Mm -hmm. You might, you might have thought, oh, well, I, I got all this good knowledge, and you know, I understand all these prophecies, and you know, I keep the Sabbath. Well, 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 don't you know a whole lot of goats kept the Sabbath? Come on. Jesus, Dr. Dogger talked about it last week. If you go back to Matthew 24, matter of fact, they had, they had laws about the Sabbath around the Sabbath so that you couldn't break the Sabbath. 
but he calls them white sepulchers and generation of vipers and told them that they're like their father. Can, can you imagine a preacher getting away with telling his members, all oh, y'all like y'all daddy to them? Oh, man, we uh, here at the conference, we'd be getting called, man. We, we, we uh, I mean, he, he couldn't last long, uh, Elder Harris. The preacher wouldn't last long if, if, if they told, if we got a call saying that, Elder Josiah, you're not going to believe what our preacher called. He called us a generation of vipers. But but Jesus ain't but you know Jesus 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 wasn't pulling no punches, you know and 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 in Matthew twenty five, he confirms his appeal from Matthew twenty three and twenty four, he confirms it, he says look, these goats and sheep they look alike, they all return tithe and offering, they all they all keep the Sabbath keep the Sabbath, they 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 they, they, they all have offerings and 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 they bring their sacrifices to the temple. The sheep and the goats, matter of fact, they, they hear looks very similar from a distance. They, they have similar feet. You know, matter of fact, you can eat both of them. <laughs> Somebody out there said amen. <laughs> you, you, you can eat goat, and I've had it. And you can eat mutton. I've had that too. Praise God for, 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 for the Lord keeping me through that time uh, where I'm a lot healthier now than I used to be. But, but, but they look alike. Now, they don't taste the same, but, but you can eat both of them. There's a lot of similarities between the sheep and the goats, but but Jesus comes in and tells us today, look, actions speak louder than words. He said, hey, your compassion is, is a key to your inheritance. And I believe that in this world that we're living in today, God is revealing. And I shared this with Elder Bernard a few weeks ago as we were doing our Sabbath school lesson. I believe that God, through the death of George Floyd is, is separating based on how we react, based on our compassion. I believe there's a separation going on between sheep and goats. You're seeing it. You're seeing people who are, 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 are still filled with hate and anger and resentment. You're seeing it right on the television. And then you're seeing people, and I never thought I'd say it, man, you got Senator Mitt Romney out there marching. For Black Lives Matter, a Republican senator for the state of Utah, where you could probably put all the black people in Utah in my house. Come on, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just playing with that one. But, 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 but listen, listen, you are seeing people who may never have been moved before. You are seeing their acts of compassion. And I believe that, of course, we know in Revelation chapter 13 that, 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 that there's some other signs. That, that are going to separate those who truly love God and serve God. We know that the Sabbath, Ellen White says, at some point down the line is, is, is going to become a, a sign of contention. And uh, But right now, right now, I believe that the separation between the sheep and the goats is beginning to happen. By the time we get to the end, not only will we have been faithful Sabbath keepers, but God will say to us, because we had compassion, Come on, and blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom that, that I prepared for you from the foundation of the world. There's somebody out here today that wants to give their life to Jesus. You, you, you may not have been sure if you were a sheep or a goat, but maybe something that you heard today has inspired you. Your heart has been pricked. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on a, a different platform, and you need to to, to just write your, your number in. You don't have to say your name because I guess your name will pop up on the screen, but, uh, or maybe you, you've got 
maybe you know somebody from the Tabernacle of Praise family and you you need to send a text message or you need to, you, you want to say maybe in the chat or maybe you want to inbox someone and let them know that, man, listen, I want to make my calling and election sure. I believe, help my unbelief. I, I, I want to, I want an extra portion of the Holy Spirit so I can put my actions, my, my words, I'm sorry, into actions. If that's you, I want you to put, put your number in the chat. Put your number in the chat. Reach out to one of the elders, Elder Carol, Elder Harris, one of the elders from Tabernacle of Praise. Maybe a friend of yours who, who introduced you to, to this online platform. Uh, reach out to them. Let them know that it's not too late. It's not too late. Now, listen. While you hear his voice, it's not too late. Before that separation is complete. And you still have a chance to be a part of those on the right, the sheep. Go ahead and put your number. Put your number in that chat. And, and somebody's going to reach out to you. I'm going to pray for you as I close. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Whew. Lord, this, this was a hard message. But Lord, it was, it was a real message. It came straight from the word. Lord, you remind us, Lord, in this passage today that, that you are more concerned. You, 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 you grant favor. Matter of fact, you grant eternity to those who are compassionate to the least of these. Not, not compassionate for show. Not, not, not compassionate to, 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 to those who can maybe return the favor. Those who are balling, those who've got money, who, who, can, who, can, who can give you back. No, no, Lord, you, you, you have shown us in your word that when we did it for the least of these, we were doing it for you. Lord, somebody here today wants to, to say, hey, I want to be in that number. Lord, give me a little bit more courage. Sometimes I'm not as, as courageous as I should be. I'm not as bold as I should be. I'm a little bit nervous about helping people who are in need. I don't want to be taken advantage of. Lord, I pray that you would, you would, you would, you would calm our nerves today and give us some holy boldness, some holy courage that we can be a blessing to those who are in need. Lord, even if we got to make a phone call, we can't visit the sick sometimes the way we should now in this pandemic time. But Lord, let us be, let us be willing to send a text message. Let's, let's make a phone call. Do a video chat. Now we got now we got video chats on our in Facebook and you know even our, our for those of us who have iPhones and you know you can video chat people and Lord I, Lord help us to be better Christians. Help us to be Christians. Those who are followers of Christ's example. Lord, I pray that that there's somebody here today that. That may, because of this message, they may have just shifted from being a goat to being a sheep. There's a yet another man, another woman, another boy, another girl who is a part of those who will inherit the kingdom prepared for us. But we thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will move on all of us. Those who have been in this thing for a long time and those who are new to this thing that we will be living epistles, living witnesses of what it means to be your children. Lord, help us to spread this gospel 
because you have said in your word in Matthew 25, Matthew 24, that when this gospel is preached as a witness unto all nations, then the end will come. That is our prayer. Thank you, God, for your word. He asked it in the name of Jesus, that all God's people said amen, said hallelujah, and said amen again. Let's put our hands together and bless the Lord for his word this morning. Praise amen, God. amen. Praise the Lord. What a powerful message. Meet in due season. God's justice system is always right. Thank you, Pastor Josiah, for those sobering words. We cannot be unconsecrated professors. We cannot see suffering of humanity and go on the other side of the road and say it does not concern us. How will they know we're Christians? Only by our love. Thank you for that message today. Just take that to heart. Take that to heart because I want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So thank you, Pastor, once again for that. And saints, we just have a couple of announcements today. We want to know at 2.30, we're going to have our training uh, disciples class uh, by Elder Lee Carroll. We're studying out of the book, Last Day Events. Uh, the Shaking, we're going to finish up chapter 25. We also encourage you to continue to be faithful in your giving. Amen. We're going to have our Wednesday night prayer service at 7 o'clock, power hour. Make it over the hump day. And next Sabbath, we're going to do our final farewell. We didn't know how long this pandemic was going to last, but we see it setting in. So we're going to do a virtual going away for Pastor Hunter on next Sabbath. He's going to be in town. He's going to be in town, but we're going to do it virtually. So at 1 o'clock next Sunday, we want you to all tune in on Zoom. Karen's going to send out the, the, the numbers for that. And so that's going to be truly a blessing. And so you can say your last goodbyes and we'll give you further information on that. So we praise the Lord once again, Pastor Josiah, for those words. God has truly blessed you today to bring a powerful word to us. Now in dismissal, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace both now and forevermore. Amen. See you next week.